Hi, I'm Payne Nelson, and this is the Sports Corner Podcast. Listen to us live on Thursdays from 7.30 to 8 p.m. and on Fridays from 12 to 1 p.m. on WFMP.org or on 88.7 FM in the Mid-Hudson Valley. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Corner. Today is February 18th, 2021. I'm Adam Koplick. Joined by Peyton Ellison and Zach Toe Cash. So uh, it's been, it was not, sorry, a bit of an echo, but um, it was kind of interesting. Like, we weren't really sure what to talk about entering today. We had one topic on the books, and then there were some big, some more big news that went around the NFL world, some rumblings in the NHL world. Um, kind of, um, but regardless, we do have things to talk about. And when the first thing we're going to talk about is Fernando Tatis Jr., San Diego Padres superstar shortstop who signed has now signed the largest extension in the history of baseball. And I'm going to assume probably the history of sports. I mean, I don't know if that would be – hockey's the only other sport where I think could think of an extension that long coming. Because then Mahomes' deal was probably um, North American sports is the longest. Probably, yeah, yeah, North American sports. There are probably some soccer deals at twenty, but uh, something like. But regardless, fourteen years, three hundred and forty million dollars for the twenty-one-year-old. Is he twenty-one, twenty-two? Uh, he just turned twenty-two on January second. So the new twenty-two-year-old of the San Diego Padres, which now gives them two mega deals on the left side of their infield between him and Manny Machado for the next decade. And um, before we actually go into the baseball part of it, I have like 14 year deal is just insane. Like think about where you're going to be in 14 years, not to bum anybody out, but like (laughs) in 14 years, I'm going to be 31 years old. Like my entire life is like living at home. Then, then the Fernando Tatis deal. And then the next half of my life after my twenties, like it's the entire financial T still encompasses my twenties. And that's just insane. How like, that's such a large chunk and big part of your life too. Like yeah. think about like how crucial those years are. It, it, it's like what, what people consider like before you like start a family, mm-hmm. like the financial T still is like from college to when I'm starting a family and then financial T leaves the Padres. Like it is absolutely insane contract. And I mean, pretty well deserved in terms of him. I mean, he is a, I mean, $320 million, $320 million for a baseball player. But regardless, he's one of the guys that has earned that in the MLB. And um, 22 years old, coming off of a fantastic season last year. And, uh, you know, there is some scariness, you know, always attached to a giant long term deal like that. Um, but we'll see, you know. It broke, I think, John Carpenter, not John Carpenter, Stans was 12 years. It broke Bryce Harper and – was it Stan that was 13? Uh, Stan was 13. Harper Stan was, 13, was 13. And Betts was 12. Yeah, no one else says – Yeah, so those like two are – those were previously the longest deals ever. And, I mean, I mean, Tatis is fantastic. He's a fun player. He's on the cover of MLB The Show 21 for this year. Uh, he's exciting. I mean, the guy – you know, he's, he's, he's probably going to be the face of baseball and just in terms of his talent with his personality 
And there was that really stupid stuff last year where he um, hit a grand slam on a 3-0 count and got some crap for that by his manager, which was ridiculous. And I mean, by his manager and the and the opposing manager. Yeah, I mean the opposing manager. It's it's stupid for the opposing manager to do it. For the, for his own manager to do it is just. I mean, what what are you doing? Like that's such not a big deal. And I hate when people get mad at swing 3-0 regardless of the score um there's no clock in baseball you can make a comeback but and, regardless, uh, you, is amazing. you've got the most important part that the Padres proceed to hit grand slams in the next three games as well that was a I'm slam Diego man that, what a that was a what an that was an era yep what slam a, Diego to 2020 August Padres but um maybe September I forget but it was August yeah so he Tatis came over to the Padres a few years ago for James Shields after he signed a horrible deal with the Padres that they were just trying to dump his salary off onto the White Sox. And the White Sox sent them Fernando Tatis Jr. And then a few years later, he's signing 12 years, $340 million. Um, so yeah, Peyton, you're the big baseball guy. I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on this deal? Let's just start with this. It might not seem like it because, you know, 14 years is a lot. But this is a steal for the Padres. Because he will be making $24 million, about $24 million a year over these next 14 years. And when you consider what Mookie Betts has made, what Mike Trout is going to make, what Garrett Cole is going to make, what Trevor Bauer is making. And I'm not saying that Tatis is at a trout or bets level, but he's getting there and he's 22. And one of the things that really impressed me about Tatis is that he hits the ball hard. I mean, according to baseball savant, he has an exit velocity. I can't speak an average exit velocity of 95.9. That is ridiculous. And since he came to big leagues, he's hit, was it, 30-something, 301, 956 OPS. He's 22. He's about to to enter his age 22 season. I think he played good defense. Last year he didn't, but this year, yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. And last year was more like, you know, the rookie yeah. throwing errors, that fun stuff. This This year... We saw what this kid can do, and like you said, he's he's going to be the face of baseball if he isn't already the face of baseball. And you know, the Padres got him locked up for the next 14 years, something that you really never thought you can get. Diego. Yeah, man. Uh, Zach, what are your thoughts on the deal? No, I mean, I think it's uh, it's insane, like. 14 years is wild. I mean, like you guys are saying, obviously he deserves it. Um, I just wish the Pirates could get somebody big. Fernando Tatis to the Pirates, maybe? Big trade, salary dump if it doesn't work out? Yeah, um, I don't think we would ever even consider a $340 million deal with anyone the way that we work, but... It's fine. So that way. You know, you know, if you want to talk about the problems of baseball, um, Trevor Bauer is making more than the entire Pirates roster. 
think it's not. It's not just the pir- like pirates, teams. by the way. It's the Indians. It's like eight different the, teams. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indians. You know, I I don't even want want to talk about the rest. They don't deserve to be talked about. Um, but no, I, I actually, but I, I agree that this is a good deal for both sides. Like, Tatis gets 14 years. It's financial stability, and he is absolutely fine, and he is locked up for 14 years, and baseball is guaranteed contracts and everything like that, so he is set. And also, shout out for him. He never has to go through arbitra- arbitration in his life. Yeah, that's that's a big plus for both sides, honestly. But um, I do think that the MLBPA may not love this deal because the MLBPA, you, you know, contracts work by comparing a player to a different player. So so every shortstop, every top flight shortstop is going to be compared to Fernando Tatis Jr. So a team is going to be able to say, Tatis is only making $24 million. So why do you think you deserve $35 million or something like that? And um, so I think that the MLBP may not love that that's the baseline, especially the way things are trending. But I, there's no complaints for Tatis. I think it's going to be a steal for the Padres at 24 million AAV. And um, yeah, this is it's just a good deal for it's a good deal for both sides. It's a really good deal for baseball, honestly. And Padres, man, they are they're contenders. I mean, this doesn't this obviously doesn't make them a better team for this year. They, they knew they were going to have Tatis, but still, they're a real that that NL West race. I think the Dodgers are probably like one of the greatest teams of all time. So I think that they'll end up pulling out. But the Padres are definitely not a team to uh, gloss over, which um, brings us to – not really brings us to – completely weird segue, but football, you know, that's a sports game. Um, so the Indianapolis Colts acquired Carson Wentz for a third-round pick this year, I believe, and the conditional second-round pick. And the second-round pick turn, turns into a first-round pick next year. The second pick is for next year, and if Wentz plays either 75% of snaps or he plays 70% of snaps and they make the playoffs, then that turns into a first-round pick for the the Eagles. And um, kind of a weird echo. But – and then there's like – so, I I mean, I think this deal is pretty – this is a fair deal, I think. I think some people may say that the Colts overpaid, but – Either that's a second, a third, and a second for a guy who was at least an established quarterback is a good deal, or you get, or it turns into a third and a first, and that means that he was your starting quarterback last year, and that's also then a good deal. So, I like the trade from the coach perspective. I'm very happy that teams did not. I mean, I know that there were some early reports of the Eagles getting like multiple first round picks for Wentz, and I was like, that would just be absolutely insane. But um. Zach, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on the Wentz deal? Um, I mean, if he can play, if he can play the right way, I mean, I think it's a good deal. Um, I don't think, I don't think they gave up much for him. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not, like, I'm not gonna lie. And having Ty there, having Jonathan Taylor, Zach Pascal, I mean, these are people that, I mean, you can play with, and you can have a winning season. Um, so I think I, I like the trade. I like the deal. I think it's a really great deal for Wentz. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if this is, if this is 
if uh, the Carson Wentz that we saw when in his near MVP season is ever going to come back. Mm-hmm. Why is there an echo? This is this is so weird. But anyway, um, let me take these off while I say this. Uh, for Carson Wentz, uh, I just don't know if he's going to return back to that form because there's apparently a stat called adjusted completion percentage, and um, he was a 32nd in that set. That's number one. And number two, let me try this again. Uh, it's, it's not like his offensive line was that terrible in Philadelphia. So that, I think you just have to consider that and think, is he going to be a starting caliber quarterback ever again? And if so, if not, then what happened? That's very fair, and I think that Wentz. So Wentz is Wentz was really bad last year, I and mean, he was atrocious. But he also, I mean, the Eagles don't have weapons. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's a team in the league that just has no weapons, it's Sean Jeffrey. I mean, what? Yeah, he's 175 okay. years old. Jalen yeah. Ragor was not great in his rookie year. Did you uh, mention that the Eagles are um keep, are going to be paying the 33.8 million? Yeah, I, I forgot to mention that part. That is another, like... That's a huge... Like, I think that's, that's huge. 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 That's insane. I think there's a lot of dead money involved with trading him, too, for the Eagles to pay. Like, yeah. it's yeah. a really interesting deal by the Eagles. And, I, I mean, I think Jalen Hurts is good, but I'm not 100% sold on him. I w- honestly would not be that surprised if the Eagles took a quarterback this year. I, I don't think that that should be ruled out. Because if one of – I think if Trey Lance falls down to set to six, I could see them jumping at that because Hurts is solid. He had a solid – I mean, he had one really good game against the Cardinals, I think. And, but, you know, there were some – there are some questions about his arm. He's a great runner, obviously. But I don't know if I'm that sold on Hurts. And I don't know. I, I don't know if it was the right time to just fully give up on Wentz. Um, but I, I could see them taking a quarterback this year, honestly. But they need playmakers to put around. Uh, they they need to put some playmakers around Jalen Hurts, or if they draft a quarterback, they need. But the problem for them is they are they have they are, their cap situation is horrible. Like it's the cap is a really interesting thing because it's really easy to manipulate, which is why sometimes you see these these teams sign these guys. You know, like how could they keep affording these guys like the Rams? And what it is, is when you have future cap space, so like the Giants, for example, have like $0 literally in cap space this year, but next year they have $100 million. So they can very easily create cap space by just restructuring contracts and then taking some of next year's cap space and, giving, and making it this year's. So like the Eagles, though, have a lot of long-term deals, and this Wentz thing was a bad deal, and I don't know. They're going to really have – I don't see how the Eagles really improve that much next year. I mean, good on them to get Wentz. But um, it does bring the question, what does this mean for Sam Darnold? So, the G- Darnold, obviously, Jets quarterback, has been horrible to start his career. Um, a lot, he also has been hurt, if you look at, like, you know, some of these analytics, by um, – he's been hurt by having a complete lack of talent around him. I mean, the Jets have put a horrible offensive line and a and just no weapons offensively. 
so I think he's better than than maybe some of the numbers may show. But what does this mean in terms of his value? Because I think the Jets are going to trade him. They have the second pick. They can. They're in prime position to get Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, both of which are going to be awesome quarterbacks. I think. So, what so, do you guys think this means for Sam Darnold? I don't. I mean, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think it. I don't think it bodes well for him. Um, another one out there that people are talking about is Teddy Bridgewater. Now with um, uh, Wentz getting picked up, I'm sure the Bears are going to be looking at him um, to trade. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I know that there was talks about Sam Darnold to the Steelers. I mean, very light talks, um, but it's still uncertain with what Ben's doing, and I'm sure he's going to be back for the year, um, and hopefully he can do amazing. But, yeah, I don't think that it's it's a good market for him now, like you were saying, and who knows what happens. It'll be interesting for sure. You know, it also doesn't help that there's just a whole, a whole bunch of quarterback, quarterbacks on the markets. Like, there's still Deshaun Watson available. Uh-huh. There's still the chance that the Jets trade down or whatever. Um, there's still the possible chance that the Jaguars do Jaguar things and not pick Trevor Lawrence. Maybe the lowest of chances, but there's a chance. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's another situation that we will get to when we play past trash, but Ben Roethlisberger could be available. There, there's just available. Available. Well, you think he's? I, I'm just making. I, I, I don't just think. Made the I don't think ben, ben Roethlisberger will ever put on another jersey. I think he may retire. I think that's definitely a possibility. <laughs> but I would be shocked if he uh, ever traded yeah, by the Steelers. No way. All right, we'll we'll, we'll talk more about that during uh, past. Um, but I do something like another factor of the whole thing is look how many young quarterbacks there are now. I mean, we have Mahomes, Allen, Watson, Jackson, Burrow, Herbert, Mayfield. I mean, you're going to have Lawrence, uh, Tua, um, Darnold. I mean, but like there's so many young guys. It's just such a it's it's tough right now. And that it, the trade for once just doesn't help Darnold at all, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, his value, I mean, what some people talk about the Jets getting a first round pick for Sam Darnold. There's, there's no way. Maybe a second, maybe. I, I just don't see, I and mean, maybe I'll be wrong and people play this back, but I, I just don't see Sam Darnold uh, garnering anything more than like maybe a second round pick and like a late second at that, like the, like the Steelers second. I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll talk more sports after this. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Sports Corner Podcast. Hear us live on Thursday evenings on radio and Friday afternoons on WFMP.org. This is 88.7 The Edge. Welcome back to the Sports Corner. I am Alex Coplin, dropped by Hayden Ellison and Zach Toe Cash. Um, so when we left, we were talking a little football trades. and Now we're going to transition a little to some hockey Trades, National Hockey League, obviously. I don't know why I said the National Hockey League. Um, so it's been – hockey's been back for about a month now. And in terms of COVID, they haven't handled it that well. A lot of teams have had some really big outbreaks. Devils had 20 guys on their COVID list at one point. Buffalo also did. Um, and the Flyers did. But I think all three well, – I think all three of those teams are um, – Supposed to be back in terms of uh, 
I think all three of those teams should be back this week. I know the Devils beat the Rangers on Tuesday. Uh, Buffalo uh, lost back-to-back games to the Islanders on Tuesday and last Sunday, I think. And then the Rangers played the Flyers tonight. So I think all three of those teams are back. But one of those teams, the Buffalo Sabres, have had a really bad start to the season. Uh, Their big acquisition, free agent acquisition, Taylor Hall, has not been Taylor Hall. Former Hart Trophy winner has not lived up to that at all. That, that rhymed. Um, but regardless, uh, Jack Eichel, superstar for the Buffalo Sabres, one of the best centers in hockey. Uh, and there were some trade rumblings about him wanting out of Buffalo, understandably. And um, that they kind of were, squ- were squashed over the offseason, and now they're kind of coming back. He's on a huge contract. Buffalo is very invested in him, but they just have not been able to build the team around him. Um, and there we're very much there's very much a chance that Jack Eichel is not Buffalo Saber this time next year. So Zach, you're the hockey guy. I know Peyton. Your question why I brought up Jack Eichel was who is that? So um, you may not have the most thoughts on this, but Zach, wh- what do you think about you, you see a Jack Eichel trade happening? Do you think that they hold on to him? What do you think? I, I I don't see them letting him go. I I really don't. Um, this is my I mean my brother's team this year. This is he was in love with them with the Taylor Hall pickup and Ike and I mean it was just it, it did look like they were gonna have a really good year and of course like they have not had the year that not not that they were gonna have a really good year but they were gonna better than they had in the past and not a playoff team with the division that we've had that is that they're in this uh, year is insane. We talked about that before. And I mean, there's going to be two really, really good teams at, in this division that doesn't make the playoffs. And it's going to be insane when it comes down to it. But I think, I, I don't think the Eichel, I don't think anything's going to happen there. I think the bigger news is Hall. And I mean, he's had one goal this, this season. He's gone 11 mm-hmm. straight games without one. And I, I, that's more worrisome than anything else if I'm a Sabres fan. I mean, this is somebody who you picked up in the offseason who was hoping to turn your team around. But um, yeah, yeah. with that being said, we got the Pens and Isles tonight. It's a big one for the Pens. We are uh, not currently in the playoffs. We're a uh, few points out, but hopefully with a win tonight against the Islanders, which they're currently in second in the East. Um we can uh, get closer to a playoff spot. So, yeah. So I have a report that I saw a couple of days ago that I don't know if you saw, but not something you would have been happy with. Um, I think it was Darren Drager, one of the big time NHL uh, reporters, said that he's been hearing rumblings from in Pittsburgh that if they miss the playoffs this year, they may sell off. That there may be a, a, a sell off that may include Sidney Crosby. For a haul. Oh, whoa, whoa. Okay, let's let's take it easy. There. All right. So, what I heard was I gotta back down for this one. <laughs> new president of hockey operations um, for the Penguins, Burke was just interviewed recently on a podcast, um, and he said for now, for this season, that they are in win win now mode for this season. Yeah. And he made that very specific. So in that sense, I guess I I we will never I mean God. 
I could never imagine the Penguins ever selling off Sidney Crosby. I mean, that's a man who, just like Mario, should live and breathe and die Pittsburgh for the rest of his life. And I would be happy because of it. Um, but I do think with with Latang, with Malkin, with the guys like that, those are people that I do think they would be willing to let go and see what they can get for and try to start a build back. Because, I mean, later in the, in the podcast, he said, uh, next year we have to sit down at the end of the season and figure out for, for next year. And then he added, uh, they're not stupid people. They're brilliant people. They know that these problems are here. So it's going to be interesting for sure. If, uh, if we don't have a, a winning season and it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what moves are made and especially with him being fresh and new he's not afraid to shake anything up so yeah and yeah. I mean in terms of direction for the team you're probably not heading in the best if you guys aren't able to make the playoffs this year you know there's a lot of Whoa, we're aging making... guys Whoa. Hey, you may you may you may you may um, <laughs> tough division man caps islanders uh Bruins, Bruins are ridiculous, and the Flyers is tough to get in over. But um, not the Rangers. Don't you don't have to worry about us. Uh, but regardless, I mean, it's it's a tough direction to be heading. But if you if you're gonna enter a rebuild or even a retool, Pittsburgh is the place you want to be to enter that rebuild. I mean, the amount of um, the amount of players on the roster right now that you could sell off and get a lot for. I mean, they could get, like, five first-round picks based on the guys on this roster. Um, but regardless, I think that – I think that back to the Eichel thing, I don't think there are many teams that can afford Eichel. I think Buffalo is gonna, go, going to want a ton for him. Mm-hmm. Understandably, he's one of the best centers in yeah, hockey. absolutely. And I think the only teams that – the only teams that have been named I've seen have been the Rangers and the Kings because they have two best farm systems in the league. They have a lot of young guys, and they have they, – they, they, they have the guys that they could hypothetically make an Eichel trade, but even for the price, I don't even know if the Rangers would hit it because it probably it may have to include like Lafreniere, and I probably wouldn't want to do that in addition to a bunch of other guys. If it was just Lafreniere for Eichel straight up, that's one thing, but it wouldn't be. Um, but yeah, Peyton, your thoughts? Uh, you you can't see it, but I'm just giving Adam this look like you know I have nothing. <laughs> absolutely nothing to contribute yeah and it says here it says eichel makes 10 million per season however the way they structured the deal he was due 7.5 and a signing bonus this season which they already paid his base salary is just 2.5 million so the sabers aren't trading him right now because i mean they've already paid yeah that another signing bonus comes in i think in the season after next uh-huh. I think right before the 2022-2023 season starts, that's when another signing bonus. So I think if there's a trade, it will be right before that bonus hits in. So I think he'll play that's the next two years there. And then either he's there for the rest of the contract or they trade him based on that bonus. Yeah, he's due a $7.5 million bonus and his no trade kicks in. So they're saying that if anything were to happen, it will be during the uh, 21-22 deadline or the offseason. So, I mean – yeah. Yeah, we'll see. And, yeah, Rangers, I definitely think that's the market that... I am. Well, Jack Eichel, future Ranger, thank you guys for listening today. Make sure you join us tomorrow. I still forget the time. Is it 10 o'clock? 12. It's noon. I knew it was noon. I was testing you, bro. Um, 
join us tomorrow okay. noon for bonus coverage, or if you listen to the podcast, just stick around for like ten more seconds, and then we'll be back. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. You're listening to the Sports Corner Podcast. Hear us live on Thursday evenings on radio and Friday afternoons on WFMP.org. This is 88.7 The Edge. Welcome back to the Sports Corner. I'm Adam Koplick, joined by Peyton Ellison and Zach Tokash. This is bonus coverage. Uh, last week, we introduced our bonus coverage segment called Pass or Trash, and we're continuing with that, hosted by Peyton Ellison. Peyton, take it away. Well, before we get into Pass the Trash, I would just like to give a quick shout-out to Naomi Osaka for defeating yeah. Serena Williams in the semifinals of the Australian Open. Of course, this is the women's singles, and Osaka is pretty much on her way to becoming one of the best tennis players of all time. Yeah, now, yeah. let's play a game. That. That, was, uh, that was awesome. Yep. We forgot to talk about that on the first episode. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. I Dominant. All right, now let's play a game of Pass the Trash. As you already know, I'm going to read a headline, a little bit of an excerpt, uh, and we're going to pass or trash, and then we're going to have a little discussion. Um, ideally, we want to keep these discussions short because there's a lot of topics that we have to get through, and I believe this is going to be a fun one. So, first thing we're going to talk about is something that we should have been talking about for the past two weeks. That's not a diamond, by the way. The NBA All-Star Game, set for March 7th in Atlanta. It was confirmed today. The dunk contest will be at halftime, which means it's going to be the longest halftime of all time, especially (laughs) if Aaron Gordon decides to go back into the contest. And the skills in in three-point contest will be before the game. Now, over the past few weeks, we have seen a lot of players be against this All-Star game because we're in the middle of a a pandemic. That's number one. Uh, The other sports have not had an All-Star game. And I'm just going to reiterate what De'Aaron Fox said. It's pretty stupid. So I'm going to start with Zach. Pass or trash? Trash because... I need another J. Cole halftime performance. <laughs> Are we serious? We're just going to leave J. Cole out of this? <laughs> you should have lobbied to have the game in North Carolina again. What the heck? I need him. Um, yeah, trash. I mean, I do. I think it's if the players don't want it, and I, I, it's right. I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and we're going to bring them all together. Like, I just. Yeah, I think it's trash, so I need J. Cole. Give me a virtual performance. <laughs> uh, I, I I also trash it. It's just ridiculous. I mean, we other sports aren't doing it. Players don't want to do it. You, you can name guys all-stars and give them the recognition, but it's just not important at all. And with the amount of COVID regulations that we've been having, that you know, these players aren't able to do anything right now, and you're saying it's okay for a bunch of guys to just go to – is it Tampa, you said? Atlanta. Atlanta, and, I mean, for what? It's it's ridiculous. There's no point in it. I mean, with that being said, I'm going to watch it because I love the gun contest. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not boycotting it, but, like, it's still not something that should happen. I, I would have to agree. I think we all know why this also game is being forced upon 
because of money and TNT. Money, 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 money. All, all that fun stuff. Um, but also quick shout out to Zach for uh, somehow incorporating a halftime show into this. Um, yeah. Based on his response to the last pastor trash question we had, which almost got him fired. So, <laughs> fun stuff. It was terrible, so sorry. We can debate that if we have time. But anyway, so what we led with um, in today's Sports Corner, if you didn't listen to that, you can listen to that on the podcast, which will be released right after um, this show ends. So we talked about Fernando Tatis' 14-year deal, um, all that fun stuff. And the takes came back that baseball is the best use of athletic talent because, of course, big deals, um, some endorsements, all that fun stuff. Now, here's a take that I found on Twitter by a Nets Daily writer, Alex Strum. Playing baseball is such a waste of athletic talent, it's hilarious. I'm going to start with Adam. Do you pass or trash that? Trash, bro. That's a horror take. Baseball is such a great sport. I hate the I hate the disrespect baseball gets. But um, in terms of the best sport, if you were amazing at all four North American sports, hockey's the last one you should be playing because you ain't, they make you make, they, those guys make no money or not no money, but compare comparatively. No, um, yeah, compared to the other football, there's, football. There's a lot of money, but there's also the biggest injury risk. So I think football would be third. And then I probably would go actually with baseball over basketball because even though in basketball the contracts are probably bigger as a whole and you have guys like Timothy Mozgov making $20 million. Shout out to Timothy Mozgov. Um, knee injuries are so common in the league and they can really derail a career versus just in terms of injury-wise, injury I think, especially as a hitter, baseball is the safest sport. To, you know, if you're, a good, if you're a good player, you're going to make the money. But obviously – it's so hard to make the big leagues and being a minor league baseball player is horrible. And I mean, the guys make no money, especially the guys who are like not top prospects. So I'm trashing that take though. Baseball is amazing. And that man needs to get, yeah. Watch some yeah. baseball. Though. I'm also going to trash it. I mean, if you, if you have the ability and you're to be a great player, I don't know why you wouldn't either play baseball and, or golf. I mean, there's so much money in golf too. It's insane. Good take. And talk about no injury risk. I mean, other than your swing and like, what do you back? Yeah. yeah. No. So, I mean, and it's something you can play forever. I mean, yeah, either baseball or uh, golf too. That's where I'd go if I had the ability. Yeah, I'm going to trash it too. Now, I'm gonna be honest. I may have accidentally started a pay party. In his mentions, because I said that that take was dangerous for baseball, and that that's pretty much a whole chronicle of stuff that I've written and talked about over the past year and yeah. a half. So fun times to be a baseball fan. Uh, people don't like the sport, and it might be on its way into a lockout soon. Fun times. Uh, we'll get back into baseball and how fun it is. Um, when we talk about David Ortiz later, but I'm going to move on to something that happened last week. So according to front office sports, um, 
You remember the streaker that ran on the field in the leotard and his shorts were hanging, hanging down? Yeah, he put down a $50,000 bet with Bovada, um, a sports book, on a prop bet that someone would be on the field during the game. The odds were uh, plus 750, and he was slated to win $375,000 for his stunts. He also had a couple of buddies that bet on it as well. Bovada said that would investigate each wager made on that by anyone involved in the stunts, and the sports book would not pay the money. Now, I have no idea what the laws are for this. <laughs> I have no idea if it's legal or not. If it is illegal, then he has no kick coming. Then Bovada has the right to not pay him his money. But if there isn't, then yeah, so, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna trash it. Adam, do you pass the trash? I mean, I, real quick, real quick, because yeah, yeah I just it. watched this TikTok video literally right before we started. Um, they one of the some podcasts, some sports podcasts interviewed the streaker, and at the moment he has cashed in three hundred and eight thousand dollars, and he's waiting. Like so, he's not he's he's waiting at the moment. I say that in quotes. Um, he's said he's not going to end up getting the seventy five thousand dollars that Bovada owes him. He understands that and gets it, whatever. But he said like if that was the only one, he went around Vegas to legal and he's not going to say what other kind but and made several bets around vegas because he called his buddy the night before the game and said hey like the streak was always part of the plan like he was never going to bet on a streak (laughs) happening he called his degenerate friend the night before he said and he said tomorrow i'm streaking bud blah 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 and he goes dude i wonder if there's a prop bet on that and he goes in 10 minutes he was on bovada he found the thing blah 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 his buddy and then he was like, dude, we got to like go to Vegas and just put bets down. So apparently that's what happened. They've ended up with $308,000 so far and not going to see that's it. That's insane. Lot of, is that insane? Uh, I mean, insane. if it's illegal, then yeah, then that's what they should be doing. But if it was legal, that's so trash from Bravada, man. He paid the man his money. He streaked. You know, he just if it's legal, just because he beat you at your own game, don't be mad about that. Like show some respect, give the man the money, and yeah, I, I, that that's amazing. I mean, that's just like what Billy and IQ play. I cannot think of something. I know, like and it. like, how has this never been thought of before? Yeah, like honestly, I think he was just gonna streak. He was just planning on it. He's like, yeah, I'm definitely streaking. Maybe I should make some money off of it. Yeah, well, uh, we can have a whole conversation about um this sort of stuff and how it relates to like um uh for lack of a better term for college radio uh the GameStop stuff but yeah. moving on we're gonna talk about football now as you know ben roethlisberg has been the franchise quarterback for the past god knows how long um apparently he's 39 by the way i thought it was like 37 so that was a shock to me but According to general manager Kevin Colbert, uh, in a press conference, he said, as we say here today, Ben is a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He reiterated that to us, that he wants to continue to play, 
and we told him, quite frankly, we have to look at this current situation with Ben's current cap number, which is like $41.2 million. Some adjustment will have to be made. What does that mean? Uh, we don't know. But it could mean the end of the Roethlisberger era. I'm going to start with Zach because I already know what this takes going to be. Do you pass or trash? I trash Ben leaving Pittsburgh. Ben either is going to retire or he'll play another year and then retire. I, I really, I, I could never see, not, I could never see like for it, not that I would ever want to see it. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine Ben doing that, especially with at the age in his career. And I just don't think he would want to play for another team. Like I just think he wants to play for the Steelers. Um, But that does come into effect with um, signing guys like Juju and with everything that happened towards the end of the year with Juju and um, TikTok and everything. I know that the fans are upset, but I know that a lot of the fans want him back and love him and I want him back. Um, But yeah, I mean, serious moves are going to be made. I just, I don't see Ben ever leaving. Um, So it's either, I think he'll either retire or play another year. Um, But yeah, 41, million dollars is a lot of money um to pay a older quarterback who is probably the last year of his career so yeah we'll see what happens see how he's feeling yeah i also don't see him leaving i mean although i didn't see brady leaving i didn't see um philip rivers leaving but i also think that they were I, I think Big Ben last year, he had a good start, but he really fell off in the second half of the year. I mean, I, I just don't think he's a good quarterback anymore, and that also has to be taken into account with that $41 million cap number because, you know, the Pittsburgh wants to win the Super Bowl still. Just losing Ben, that team is still really good around him. There's a lot of talent on the team. So it's not like they're in, they're in a position where they're going to go and completely blow everything up and go through a rebuild. They, they obviously finding a quarterback is super hard. But I just feel like it makes more sense for them in terms of what Ben's talent is to try to get one of the lower tier guys for much cheaper, let Ben walk and I think retire. I don't think Ben, I don't think he he returns to Pittsburgh this year, but I also don't think that he um, goes anywhere else. I think he will end up retiring, Um, but it's probably for the, the best hit scenario for their team to try to improve to bring back Juju to try to improve the roster around him and then maybe try to swing a trade for maybe like Sam Darnold. I don't, I wouldn't hate a Sam Darnold trade for them. I think that's a really good fit. There's a lot of talent to put around him. What are you saying? The, with the, with the Brady thing, like I looking at it, like you're right. Cause when, when Brady was going through um, leaving new England, like I don't, I don't think I ever saw him leaving. I just kind of figured he'd go there. But now looking at it and what he's done, and I mean, he's just still that competitor and he can still compete and he's still that good that he knows he can go out there and compete every year for a championship. And I don't think Ben is, it, I mean, not, not, I don't think, I know Ben's not in that um, time in his career that he's still competing and still has the capabilities that Tom Brady has at his age. So yeah. I think him leaving to go to a team that can still compete is something that I could see. But 
like, I mean, Brady leaving to a team that he can compete, but I don't think Ben has that capability of leaving to go to a team that he can compete with and blah, blah, blah. I don't think that that would happen. So, yeah, I think it would either retire play one more, so we'll see. Um, I, w- I would think that he would be on a different team if there wasn't such a carousel of quarterbacks to choose from. Um, yeah, I think he's either playing this um, this year and then retiring or um, whatever happens, happens with his career this offseason. Um, let's get back to baseball for a little bit. Um, David Ortiz. Um, Red Sox fans, actually, no, baseball fans know, know him as Big Poppy. Yank fans know him as the guy who killed the team every single year. But Big Poppy says that baseball is bleeping boring due to the strikeouts, saying the game has changed a lot. Coaches only want kids to help runs, and that's all they practice. We used to want to develop great hitters. Now it's all about strikeouts with some home runs, and it's straight up bleeping boring. So, I know what Adam's going to say this, so I'm going to start with Zach. Do you pass, or do you trash? I'm... I don't okay, I'm gonna trash because I don't think baseball is boring. I I know that there is a wide number of audience there's a wide audience that says that they would never sit down and watch a baseball game on T V or go to a baseball game, whatever, but I, I would never say that baseball is boring. I love going to baseball games, I love watching it on T V. I mean I mean I have to enjoy it to watch the Pirates, so yeah, but yeah, I mean that's trash. I don't think I I understand the aspect of them only wanting to hit home runs and that's the boring part of it because I think Adam hit on that a little last week when I was talking about I want to see more home runs and blah blah blah, but I mean you're right in that aspect. You do want to see a better baseball game and not not just home runs, home runs, home runs. You want to see like an actual game and actual abilities you know i don't know how to word that but yeah yeah i also i i also would trash but i I do understand like you said like like, i think baseball does need to switch up fundamentally Mm -hmm. i think there needs to be more balls in play i think that there is a re i enjoy more balls in play i think it's more exciting but i find it weird that big poppy is the guy calling it boring and a-rod does the same thing they're the exact guys who made base or who are part of they, they are the hitter that they're trying to mold they're high they walked a lot they struck out a lot they i mean big poppy hit 280 that's where aaron judge hits and people say aaron judge is home on a bust they shook out he shook out a good amount he averaged 118 strikeouts high on base percentage a lot of power i mean you're trying to build big big poppies um i just realized that we're out of time on this first half but we'll, we'll continue on the after the messages <laughs> You're listening to the Sports Corner Podcast. Hear us live on Thursday evenings on radio and Friday afternoons on WFMP.org. This is 88.7 The Edge. Awkward endings. Sorry about that. Um, we're back after the, uh, um, you know, that weird transition. But we're back. We're, we were talking about passing a trash and big poppy David Ortiz calling baseball boring. And as I was saying was that, like, I, I think that baseball needs more balls in play. I definitely think that I I do agree that the um three oh my god what's it called Peyton three what 
three, three true something outcomes. outcomes. The three true outcomes, which is strikeout, walk, home run, are hurting the games. Um, they're, they make it less entertaining. I think that you you like seeing balls in play. You like seeing action versus just walk, strikeout, walk, 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 strikeout, 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 home run, and then you had the one fun thing, like four of my bats. But um, I do think that you want to see some more action. But they are saying it's weird that, I mean, Poppy hit 300 some years, but there's a lot of guys who hit around like the 270, 280, walk a lot, hit a lot of home runs. That's the player that teams are trying their best to build. And it's basically in the mold of building another David Ortiz. That's what every team wants their hitter to be. So it is odd that they call it boring, just like A-Rod when he says that he misses bunts, when the dude bunted like twice in his entire career. So I've always found that kind of odd. But um, no, I don't think it's boring. But I also understand that if you're not a fan, like I don't think it's boring because I'm a Yankee fan and I'm into every game and I also love baseball. But I think if you're trying to get new fans, I think some people would find it boring when you just don't have any action. So I think I'm, I'm in the middle on that. I I really don't have much to add because I pretty much agree. Me and Adam are pretty much on the same locks up when it comes to, to this. Same way, but Yeah. Um, so last thing about baseball. Um, baseball took a bit of a hit in popularity because Tim Tebow retired from <laughs> minor league baseball after part of three minor league seasons. Um, and his last full, no, not his last full season. Uh, 2018 was pretty decent. He hit 273, had a, uh, I don't have the OPS right in front of me, but I'm just going to use the advanced set. He has a one, 106 WRC plus. Um, and then in AAA, uh, it wasn't so pretty. He hit 163 and had a WRC plus of 26. If you know anything about advanced analytics, 26 is not good. Um, I have no idea what we. I want to pass the trash for this one, but um, yeah, uh, Adam, pass the trash. Yeah, uh, I pass him retiring. Uh, 26. <laughs> just, just, just to try to explain it, it's WRC plus is it, it takes an advanced stat, but it puts it on the hundred scale. So if you have a hundred WRC plus you are absolutely average and anything above it is above average anything below it's below average. So 26 means that he is 74 time or 74% worse than the average player. So absolutely atrocious. Oh uh, yeah. He sucks. Um, I don't even have anything else to say about it. I, I have no issue with him retiring. I that he was a, um, it was such it, I hated the whole Tim Tebow thing because I don't think he was a good player, and I think he was taking a spot away from a good player. And the minor leagues are such a like hard thing for guys to get through that you know some player was probably losing his chance at probably never going to make the big leagues, but maybe some sort of chance if he has a really good year in Double A, but he can't because Tim Tebow's ahead of him for a PR thing. So yeah, I'm very happy that he's retiring, and someone else is probably going to get a chance at that spot. Uh, before Zach goes, I, I just want to say 106 WC plus at double A no, is, is good. It, that's for someone who didn't play baseball for like 13 years. That's that's yeah. pretty insane. But anyway, Zach, uh, pass the trash. You're muted, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
My bad. <laughs> I, his face of realization was just... <laughs> I said I trash. I'm sad to see him go. I always liked seeing, like, the training camp videos and stuff of him, Sports Center, making a big deal about it. And But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it is it's it is incredible what he did. I mean, not playing baseball and playing college football and everything. And, yeah, I mean, so kudos to him. But, yeah, sad to see him go. All right, so last topic, we're on college radio. College radio is mainly about music. Um, so this is geared towards the music side of things. Meek Mill, Meek Mill's latest track with oh Lil Baby. God. Oh, my Lil God. Oh, my God. Dude. Was leaked. You, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to finish the whole thing. Pass the trash. Oh, trash. What is he doing? The, the line was alluding to talking about Kobe's death. And, like, what a weird line. Yeah. Like, did he, like, write down and think, like, this is it. Like, <laughs> this is going to bang. Like, what was L- that? Lil Baby's probably sitting there in the zoo listening to that, like, what? What? Uh, you know that meme that, where that's... the guy... You know, you know the meme of the guy like in his in the studio listening to something and then the, the bad feature comes on and his like face gets like all serious. Like, I can just picture that's what little baby's face was like. He's like listening to it, he likes what Meek's doing, then he hears that line, he's like, wait, what what was that? Go back, go back. That 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 might be No, it's not worse. That I I'm I'm bugging if I think that's worse. But that might be on the level of the Rick Ross verse in um and uh, uh, I don't think it's on that level, but like that because that verse is really yeah. bad. You know, what? yeah, that was that was that's a bad take on me. That's an awful take. I don't know if I know that line. Um, I'll do it, it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> bar. It doesn't need repeating on college radio. Got it. Um, but the line was, no, I'm not reading that line. Um, but. It was basically about Kobe, in case you didn't yeah. um, pick that one up. And I am out of topics for this. I think that's a that's a uh, not brilliant note, but it's a good note for radio. So, yeah. Adam, is, um, is yeah, your so we, show. Got, we got a minute and a half left. Just uh, we, we actually only have a minute left. So yeah, just any, guys, any final thoughts on anything that has to do with sports? Oh, yeah, this is. Oh my! What a line! Yeah, I just said Zach. Oh my! Zach has found out uh, line that I was referring to. But uh, Naomi Osaka, we talked a little about it at the beginning of the second half. Like, just absolutely unreal. I mean, she is. She dominated Serena. Like that was. Serena didn't look like she. What was the score? She swept. I I know she she swept. Yeah, wow. she 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 dropped the first two games of the first set, and then she made a comeback. I think she won at six, I think it was like six five, six four, if I remember correctly. But um, I mean, she no, she's awesome. Like, or admitting they're six four, six four maybe. But Osaka is just, and she's such a likable superstar. Like, she, like just like Serena was. Like, she is so likable. Um, I I mean, she's a, a freak athlete. Obviously, I I like she you you. It's weird, like she's a favorite, but you she's kind of the favorite that you're okay with rooting for. You don't like root for the upset when she's in. Like she's just she's awesome. She's a great um, competitor. She's a great tennis player, and she's like 23 years old, which is just ridiculous. Um, yeah. So before we sign off, guys, any thoughts on literally anything? 
No, go Pens, even though this is going to be on Friday, and hopefully you're listening and the Pens have two more points. So, yeah. Yeah, Rangers are going to lose to the Flyers tonight. Let's keep doing it. Keep hopefully it not. I hope they win. I hope, The Flyers need to stop getting points. So, it's um, all good, bro. We're, we're, we're getting the first pick in training for Jack Eichel. So, um, I, I have one. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we will be back next week.